Peter Kissel is a CTO with experience in full stack development, DevOps and agile methodologies. He is very passionate about technology and sustainability and work life balance. Let's chat with him on the same topic in this episode. This is the Guiding Voice podcast series, the Guiding Voice for a better future. Friends, I am your host Navin Samala, just a fellow professional on a mission to make the world a beautiful and wonderful place to live through the guiding voice we drive conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career thank you so much for joining me and peter hearty welcome to the guiding voice i am on a new initiative at this moment trying to talk to experts from various countries and uh, i think you are from prague so probably we can briefly talk about the culture part of uh, prague before we get into the conversation and once again hearty welcome to the guiding voice sure and thank you so much for having me navin so yeah let's start about prague uh prague uh has become a very cosmopolitan city i would say and uh it also kind of becomes like the tech hubs of uh central europe so yeah it's it's very vibrant uh there's a uh, like a lot of things to do uh not just in terms of startups uh there's a lot of them uh you know sprouting every every second week or so um there's a lot of culture happening here and uh the cultures are kind of like mixing here um so yeah the base is uh, still kind of like the Czech and and Slovak culture i'm mm. originally actually from Slovakia so i joined uh or i moved to Prague um you know a few years ago and uh never really looked back i was living in a couple of other cities before that as well but prague is kind of like very nice city as as well mm. just in general like for sightseeing and and just generally enjoying life nice to know that and i wish i get an opportunity to visit and meet you there in prague peter <laughs> sure sure man and and uh, at the same time i extend the invite to join me in hyderabad just in case if you happen to visit india the hyderabad is a lovely place All right. Perfect. Sounds good. Perfect. Let's move ahead and uh, in your uh, journey as a CTO, right? I think what are the top 3 things that have attributed to your success so far? All right. Yeah. Uh it's it's actually not not easy to choose just three, but um there's always like a multitude of reasons, but um yeah, first of all like uh living my life as it's you know my choice so basically just choosing my path and and walking it very humbly and not really caring like what what the others do or just do mm. do stuff my own way and not harming people this is uh, kind of like one of my personal mantra to to not harm people on my way I and mean, whatever wherever it takes me yeah mm. so basically living a life based on the conscious choice um that would be number one number two would be uh having a life partner who embraces kind of like my principles uh as as well so minimal waste sustainability but also like honesty and personal integrity and minimalism all this helps a lot so you want to have a good career uh get a good life partner and uh yeah number three um let's uh, i mean i mean it would be a funny answer but i would say like Harry Specter uh, who is a character from the US series called Suits and uh yeah. he has like this famous saying called like i don't have dreams i have goals so <laughs> i mean i guess this is again about making conscious choices uh in the first mm. place but uh you know every dream uh you can't actually have a project plan for every single dream that you have and make it uh you know if you are persistent in in you know drilling down level by level asking the questions like in order to do this how how do i get there how do i get there and just dissecting into small tasks i think 
at mm. some point at some point you're not dreaming anymore you're just fulfilling your your goals right yeah. um, and good things might happen if you, if you just follow along yeah this is the second instance of uh, harvest vector on this show in fact recently one of the other guests also mentioned he would uh, if given a chance he would want to play the role of harvest vector <laughs> oh my god yeah okay i'm uh, yeah. yeah i'm not surprised i'm not surprised yeah and and also one thing what i liked uh, most is you mentioned about life partner right yeah i think they play a critical role having uh, a supportive uh, life partner is crucial for everybody's success and yeah thanks for acknowledging yeah. that and on that exactly. note um, let's move to the core of today's topic like you are super fascinated about technology and sustainability right where does it all start yeah. and why are you so fascinated about technology and sustainability so for me i mean i'm fascinated by puzzles and, and riddles and and challenges that are kind of almost impossible to solve so it, mm. where there's like no obvious uh obvious solution uh since like my since i was a child i wanted to do things like nobody else wanted to even touch and you know climate change and and sustainability is currently kind of like the biggest problem humanity has i would say uh even though like there's of course like big problems all around the world right but um yeah so i, I was very naturally drawn to look for solutions there as well um and that technology i mean technology is just a tool but yeah it's with me since the early childhood and mm. i mean but the, the fascinating thing is uh that there's actually a connection between the two of uh two of them like sustainability and technology i didn't really perceive it uh maybe others do it, do have it uh otherwise but um you know i didn't see it it wasn't so obvious to me but um you know this combination is really really interesting for me and fascinating mm. and and it is the need of the hour as well right i think we as techies have to do our best in terms of how can we make how can we leverage technology and develop sustainable solutions as well yeah so peter now let's uh, talk about how can these businesses leverage technology to make their operations more environmentally friendly yeah sure so the my first answer would be actually like very un, um you wouldn't suspect it i would say like use communication tools to make sure that all in all the people in your business in your company know mm-hmm. that your intention is is to go green and also do tell them why why it is so important mm-hmm. i mean without you know shifting the mindset of your business uh, of of the people in your business it's it's going to be like an uphill battle and it's it's not going to be very easy and you're going to you know experience pushbacks uh, people asking like why 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 should i do this um so everybody needs to be on board and so basically the key thing is uh use communication tools to shift mindset first as mm-hmm. as a first thing then second thing for me would be like um education um a lot of education uh happens online nowadays um so use use technology to spread knowledge about sustainability that would be my second and then when when the people kind of like know why and and how and what um they will kind of look for the essential details and and pick up the, the minutia of sustainability themselves like you know using less or no paper um switching lights off when they don't need it and things about this like so it's about you know small but continual increments but i think the key still in in these days is spreading the the knowledge and spreading kind of like the the green vision mm-hmm. And yeah, uh one um well then there's like in terms of specifically technology there's like two streams that you can do like one is direct footprint re- uh footprint uh reduction so yeah. 
you basically um, just host your server or use low power uh, appliances or servers. High efficiency is, is the other way around. Um, again, it's about like consumption. Mm-hmm. Uh, running on uh, renewable energy is, is again something that is, um, that is great uh, for sustainability. Uh, and it's the things that you can have like directing that. Yeah. If you are for some reason not able to do that, um, then there's also always like offsetting, but it's kind of, to me, it can, uh, it comes as a, like paying for an excuse to not do, uh, like sustainability. Uh, yeah. so, but you can, you can still do it. I mean, there's initiatives that plant trees for every, you know, ton of CO2 to compensate. It's basically about compensation. So your provider, uh, can, can, you know, um, compensate, uh, in other different ways, um, the created carbon footprint. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it would, it would be always like the preferred way would be to, um, have a look on the consumption and lower the consumption instead of offsetting. Yeah. And last but not least, uh, I would say like avoid greenwashing like plague because, um, I mean, greenwashing just to briefly explain is to use like sustainable terms, uh, to show you in a like more sustainable way, but you don't directly do it, uh, are, are not sustainable. And I mean, we are, uh, fortunately for, for humanity, I would say, uh, most people already can see through, and there's also legislation, at least in Europe, being like passed around to identify greenwashing. Um, and you know, suddenly there's a lot of, a lot of companies that are being exposed for, for greenwashing and you want to avoid that, uh, also for, for like internal culture, but also from, for like external PR. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's about it. Yeah. Mm. And, and in this uh, process, right, what do you see as the biggest challenges in using technology to address mm. sustainability issues and how can they be overcome? Yeah, yeah. The, the biggest challenge, I think, like, uh, is, is low level of knowledge, uh, still, mm-hmm. um, of how, how to do impact. So what you can, how you can address is, it is, uh, education. Uh, mm-hmm. so you can run education in your business yourself or encourage your, your people um, to educate themselves. You, I mean, it's it's very easy to Google stuff. Uh, there's a lot of communities uh, that that um, you know trying to do a difference. Uh, there's a lot of great documentaries. Uh, one I can mention that I really loved is uh, 2040. Start following change makers, and uh, yeah, of course you can start with uh, the usual suspects like Greta Thunberg, uh, who is a great role model. Uh, I would say for yeah. for our children mostly, but there's also others. Uh, like um, I just recently found a guy named Carlos Terol, mm. uh, who has a great community uh, called the Good Ripple, mm. and uh, yeah, there's a lot of insight there. Yeah. So I- that would be, I think, like yeah, the biggest, biggest, mm. biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Other challenges are low level of motivation. So some people don't know, uh, you know, they they feel like, yeah, okay, I have my my comfort, and I don't want to do like um, uh, sustainable things. Uh, mm-hmm. But then again, you can you can motivate them others uh, other way around. So for example, if you are in a business to business, you can try to explore like monetary savings. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, if if saving your 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 planet isn't your top priority then maybe saving money is and um this is what can go hand in hand i mean it's not the ideal scenario but it's possible yeah um then i mean in general like we're talking about technology right so um high energy consumption still in technology appliances and servers and also like bad karma of of crypto mining i mean there's a huge percentage already uh of, of carbon footprint being generated by by uh crypto mining 
And uh, what we don't see is that a lot of, um, you know, a lot of energy comes from coal, uh, which is basically the most unsustainable energy, like coal energy is the most mm. uh, unsustainable energy ever. Um, and, you know, in order to crypto, you need to have a lot of energy, a lot of machines, uh, yeah. and you ha- you need to have like cheap energy and coal is the cheapest one. And yeah, then you basically just use uh, coal energy uh, to to solve useless problems just to, to get some monetary value that is... I think it's kind of uncertain still, but yeah, mm. we don't know the benefit just yet of crypto. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, well, last but not least, I mean, consumerism is 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 the biggest problem of uh, like general of, of mankind. We always want to have more more stuff, more more things. Uh, we kind of feel like we need more things in our households or in our life every day. Sometimes it's about like social status. Uh, but ultimately, it comes down to cons- consuming more things that we like by far uh, need. And um, yeah, this is uh, this is kind of one of the uh, problems. I don't see a solution just yet. Uh, but it can come from from knowledge, from education, and from yeah. motivation, from the things that I that, that I mentioned. I think we need to spread this knowledge and create awareness. And in fact, when you mentioned about Greta Thunberg, one one girl named uh, Stroke uh, struck struck my mind. Her name is Lisipriya Kanjugam. She's from northeast part of India. And uh, I met her uh, last year at a conference in Bangalore. And that girl is running a movement called the Child Movement. And she's also focusing on saving the climate crisis. And she has been representing India from in various forums related to the COP and all other environment-related ones. I think, yeah, as you said, uh, we need to focus on educating and make it very clear in terms of making people aware what happens if we don't act now right so yeah especially technologies uh, come with a boon but understand their pain as well what are the side effects especially you highlighted the one related to uh, crypto mining and the blockchain because it requires a lot of power to run those servers and we got to be cautious and do the trade-offs before leveraging those kind of technologies and yes, yeah, exactly. This also. is great. Yeah. So, Peter, now let's uh, talk about what inspired you to work in the impact startup space and what motivates you to continue doing so. Because uh, this is a kind of field where not everybody is keen on supporting us, right? People like us, like people like you, especially. And it takes a lot of uh, courage to continue and uh, also, a lot of perseverance, persistence is required, in my opinion. So, what what actually motivated you to start, and how are you persevering on this? <laughs> oh yeah, what a question! How much time do we have for this one? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I usually when when somebody asks me something similar, I always need to start with a story uh, mm. that uh, I, I basically have to say that I ended up in impact uh, in the impact sphere uh, by by accident. Uh, but oh. it always kind of was part of me um, because I was like being part of Burning Man culture. Mm. I mean, for some, for most of the people, it's. It's dusty hippies, uh, you know, taking drugs in the desert, but there's like a large community of, of change makers going there. And, uh, and basically, there's like one of the principles of living in the desert is, is leave no trace. And basically, imagine that uh, you live a very minimalist, minimalistic life for, for two weeks in the desert. That uh, kind of like changes your life and your perspective. So I, um, I, I'm part of the community for, for several years already. And uh, yeah, I'm very happy I found them and it changed my perspectives. 
And uh, yeah, of course, like meeting my my life partner at basically the same point when I had to kind of like make the choice to move to Prague uh, during COVID uh, and, uh, you know, stumbling upon a job position uh, in an impact startup that kind of like look exactly in a way that I wanted at that that given point and almost is like so well basically it's a very happy accident but i i tend to say that the universe has a plan right mm. so this is this is how i basically started and what i found was was a set of very unique problems that are not easy to solve and this kind of like gets me going and uh, mm. yeah um you can basically in the impact sphere it's it's not called impact sphere um for re- it, it's called uh impact sphere for a reason right uh because you can actually like perceive it uh very very quickly sometimes uh you know um you can perceive it uh that authorities or or kind of like um that um, that authorities basically start speaking about your company which happens to us during the uh cop summit in sharm el sheikh last year uh there was like a panel said uh, that was listing like 40 startups that will change the world um 40 sustainable startup and we were part of it and i mean i'm not particularly happy because like between the lines they are saying like hey we like leave this this problematics to uh we leave this problem to the 40 startups in the world and you know uh have our political agenda on top of that um but um yeah that's um you can you can actually like keep going by looking at the numbers so for example in my company uh saved uh half a million of tons of co2 in the past 12 months uh it's it's next to to half a million tons of co2 which is an equivalent of like um eight million trees producing um oxygen over 10 10 years or uh, the other way around actually um offsetting co2 over 10 years or um 1.2 billion miles uh, that were driven by an average car so it's it's actually like the number is not that small mm. and um yeah what keeps me going i mean um i i tend to say that um i'm on a lifelong quest to look for like balance of, of humanity and nature and uh and things like this it's kind of like a, a noble goal but you know as far as the document history remembers i mean um, mankind kind of tends to swing from one extreme to another extreme and i kind of don't want to I, I want to avoid this that that we go from like um a consumerism lifestyle into something that will kill humanity even sooner like uh you know trying trying to go wild and, and do like eco wars or something like this which can happen uh, as i said like documented history remembers a lot and um for example uh in other spheres you know, you have like um you uh, in march you were doing this fantastic series uh of of uh female founders and female like um silly, um female uh, uh hosts on your podcast yeah right yeah and this is another topic like that needs to have balance i mean like i i feel like patriarchy should die but uh, then again uh we shouldn't substitute it with matriarchy because we just would swing to to the other uh, other side of the spectrum and there uh i i think kind of like uh it's uh um it's a cosmic goal almost but you know balance and equality should be name of the game i feel for all mm. human beings in all genders in conjunction with nature and nobody mm. oppressing anybody with everybody having the same opportunities to thrive i think like we are uh you know nature's partner here not yeah. uh, you know the oppressor but also not the servant yeah no, good one. I think you highlighted a lot of uh, uh, points, okay, which are kind of amazing numbers that you have shared in terms of uh, saving half million tons of CO2 in last 12 months. That is not easy. 
and also you highlighted uh, one aspect like the set of problems that are not easy to solve which is actually making you to persevere right so can you share yeah, with yeah. our audience what are some of the unique challenges and opportunities facing impact startups compared to other types mm. of startups yeah okay so um for challenges um i think like one of the challenge that we don't even yet perceive like fully is that um we're we're talking about sustainability here but i wouldn't say that sustainability is the end goal because um i think like um so uh, from terms of like terminology sustain sustainability uh means that we come to a point where we are limiting our impact and that it's not getting worse mm. uh but then the next phase is called restoration where we get back to a healthy state uh, or or earth uh gets to a, our ecosystems get into a healthy state and then uh stage 3 is regeneration so everybody uh, kind of like uh is able to maintain and regenerate um and stays in in the uh in a, in a very healthy state and yeah. this uh this is like um you know um this is for generations to come uh to to solve and we i mean we are still scratching the surface with sustainability this this i would say is is the is the uh the challenge that we we don't see what's what's uh ahead um one very specific thing uh in um like in impact startups is that impact uh or seeing impact is is driving people and yeah. uh often into terrible burnout so mm. um i i mean i i'm already like uh i have uh, some experience myself with burnout so i don't want to repeat that one but uh what i need to do for example specifically in my team is uh, encourage them to take vacation to you know not uh spend 16 hours per day you know working and coding uh but it's not because they fear me as a boss it's not that they fear that you know they will get uh, like laid off mm. it's not the fear that they will not have enough money or a good career it's actually the other way around they are so driven by the impact goal that it's very very difficult to stop mm. doing what you actually love and see that it's making an impact so yeah let's let's speak more about the opportunities basically the yeah. the opportunity is is here to to literally like save the world uh i mean if there's not not a bigger goal then uh i i, I don't see a bigger goal than this yeah. one right and um yeah um basically yeah. Uh, a, a a great opportunity is basically uh to see the change in yourself uh after some time and see the change uh for example in the customers if you yeah. have a business and you see uh you're doing like sustainable impact things and then you suddenly see that your customers have gone from uh, yeah. a tobacco factory that's uh you know like basically just not doing anything for sustainability to actually just uh having like a, a one uh one one department that just goes around and makes sure that all the operations are sustainable at mm. least so they are even moving towards like regeneration and restoration good awesome and uh, peter let's assume somebody who is running a startup or who is part of this uh, uh, a social or environmental impact of a startup how can we measure the success right and how do we balance these goals against the other business priorities mm -hmm. yeah sure sure great question so basically to measure uh, environmental impact is is rather easy nowadays with uh, mm -hmm. with like tangible kpis or or tangibles i would say i i don't like the word kpi or um uh, uh the this like acronym but um i i mentioned like co2 saved um this is uh, one key metric that we are looking at if you can uh, at least kind of like compute it 
uh, actually like businesses in at least in Europe, um, the legislation is coming that they will need to actually tell and report metrics on ESG um, and they need to report like what they actually do for sustainability, which is which is great uh, that there's a number for it. And then there's some some not measurable uh, things like social impact. I mean, for for us, it's it's rather hard for for the business that I work for uh, because we are like a a B two B, so we don't necessarily see the impact on on a one person. But then mm-hmm. again, like um, it's it's visible in in numbers usually, and you can kind of like perceive the vibe. And yeah, and in terms of like balance, uh, you still need to keep in mind that it's a business, right? And it yeah. needs to earn a lot of money to sustain itself. <laughs> again, like sustainability in all places, but um, at some point. Um, you know, you have your family and uh, you need to also like make sure that they have uh, what they need for life and not necessarily like uh, tons more. Uh, so you need to have like a, a salary and uh, you need to make sure that you have like uh, everything that you need to run your business. So, yeah. um, you know, at least some space to to sit and, and uh, communicate and, and socialize. Socialization is very important in the business. Uh, because, uh, you know, this, this like, uh, energy for impact is very contagious. And, um, if you, you know, sit, uh, with, with people that are like equally, um, and they have your equal vibe towards like sustainability and towards everything green, then the energy is, gets multiplied. Great. Impactful conversation so far. Let's add some spice as well, uh, Peter. I'm going Thank to keep you. up a quick rapid fire round. <laughs> All right. Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. Okay. Here comes the first bullet. Uh, if you could have one gigantic billboard anywhere with anything on it, what would it say? Seek balance. Seek balance. Oh, nice. <laughs> okay, here comes my next one. If you are given an option to choose between invisibility versus super strength, which one would you choose and why? Uh, oh, invisibility. I would I would choose invisibility because I sometimes, you know, really appreciate to have my own space and nobody, you know, bothering me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> and can you describe yourself in just one word? Resilient. Resilient. And what is the weirdest thing that you have ever eaten so far? It was just recently, and uh, it was a fruit called uh, chirimoya. Super sweet, very interesting taste. Oh, where did you eat? <laughs> uh, in Spain. Spain, okay. And uh, Peter, would you like to share any secret or hidden fact that you haven't disclosed anywhere with our audience? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, I'm usually like very open, but uh, the thing that uh, not really people know about me is that um, I never smoked a cigarette in my entire life. Oh, wow. Mm. And uh, with that, let me fire the last bullet. What is one electronic gadget that you'd like to see or invent yourself? Yeah, that's rather easy. I would love to have a gadget that would switch off everything digital in a range I can define. <laughs> so just just for myself or for the whole like apartment or for the whole city, you know, just to make sure that the people around me can uh, have a possibility to switch off. <laughs> yeah, good one. I think, uh, again, that uh, goes back to your uh, cause for the... Uh, sustainability and also the being environmentally friendly. I, I loved it. And with that, let's flip back to the mainstream. And what are some common mistakes that leaders make when expanding their teams and how can they be avoided? That's a that's a very good question. I, I did a lot of those mistakes myself. 
Mm. Um, so first and foremost, I think like you're building a team uh, mm. and you're not hiring. What you're not doing is hiring a bunch of charismatic individuals. So what you're basically looking for is always uh, like a sense of diversity. And it's not uh, actually I, I try to not hire people that I like uh, in the first place because I also need a little bit of conflict, a little bit of like uh, different opinions. Um, so, you know, keeping your your team heterogenic, diverse is 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 very very important. Yeah. And, you know, to solve this, it's it's basically like rather easy. Just you know, have um, um, just just make uh, make a conscious decision that you will uh, hire a person that is uh you know i rather the missing piece of the puzzle than than somebody who's like very easygoing and talkative in the first place hmm. so then what's what's next um yeah you uh, yeah one one important mistake is um often it's um it's the case that your boss is actually building your team and not you. So make yep. sure that you're building your team and do not let your bosses or like, you know, key stakeholders or investors mess with your values and uh, also like not with your plan because they are not, not the ones that will be working directly with those people that you hire and that you build a team from. Um, you will be responsible. You will the person uh, who will be managing and leading them and making sure they thrive. So don't don't let your bosses speak into it that much. They might give you a really great second opinion, but um, you know, don't let them do the hiring. Yeah. And um, yeah. And um, once you have your team members, then um, that the, you know, make sure that they are they they grow where they want and not where you want. Um, mm. This is this is one of the key mistakes I made uh, uh, several several times in in my past. That I had kind of like, uh, I saw, you know, a person and, uh, that person had a, you know, specific set of competencies. And I was like, yeah, okay, uh, let's, let's make him a leader in the long run because I feel like he's like really or she's like really good without asking them actually first what they want to do in life. So, mm. um, nowadays on a, whenever we are speaking about like personal development with my team, um, the first question is and always should be, where do you want to grow? Fabulous. I, I loved every bit of those insights. I think these are really powerful and in fact, it will definitely help people okay, who are planning to expand their teams and all the leaders out there. Wonderful. And uh, with that, uh, let me ask you final feedback about how was your experience being hosted on the Guiding Voice platform? It was very refreshing. Refreshing is the word that comes to my mind. And I always try to, to speak, speak my mind out. No, uh, really, really, I liked it. Uh, I think like the, the whole structure was kind of like flowing and, uh, the answers like were coming very natural. So I hope, I, I really do hope that it was insightful for, uh, for the listeners, uh, of the podcast. And, um, yeah, it, it was really nice. It was really nice. <laughs> Thank you. And absolutely, it is going to help our audience and, uh... You have shared a lot of insights which we have to think through and very actionable insights as well. And uh, thank you so much, Peter, for joining me today and spending your valuable time besides sharing some amazing insights. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. So it was a pleasure to host you, Peter. And uh, friends, that was our episode with Peter Kissel. And before we move into the trivia section, here is a request to you. Please subscribe to us in case if you haven't done already. Also, if you have loved this conversation and found the episode useful, 
request you to share with at least three of your friends or colleagues who can benefit from the guiding voice. And now let's hop into the trivia segment. And today's trivia is about energy. Having had some wonderful discussion with Peter on how startups and how industries can contribute to the sustainability and protecting the environment, I thought I would present a few facts related to energy. And here comes the first one. America uses about 15 times more energy per person than the typical developing country. And second one is, a heavy coat of dust on a light bulb can block up to half of the light. And when you turn on an incandescent light bulb, only 10% of the electricity used is turned into light. And other 90% is wasted as heat. That's why it is better to go for LED lights which are lighter on energy consumption and have longer shelf life. And folks, if you have any interesting tips around saving the energy, please feel free to share them on YouTube if you are watching the video or if you are, if you are listening to it on audio platform, please feel free to leave your comment on social media wherever you have found this episode. And not only that, you can also feel free to share your topic recommendations and guest speaker suggestions through social media or email me at the guiding voice for you at gmail.com. That's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Navin Samala, just a fellow professional and a passionate learner on a mission to make the world a better place to live through conversations that matter and conversations that add value to your life and to your career. Until next time, bye-bye. Signing off for now. See you all in the next episode with another amazing guest.